Hello, my name is Samantha, and welcome to Where My Witch Is At. Each week, I discuss the spiritual journey that I've been on and coming in and out of the broom closet for almost 20 years. I also discuss with my friends and family the spiritual journey or the non-spiritual journey that they're on. You never know what you're going to get each week. Hey everybody, and welcome to Where's My Witches At? Um, On today's episode, I have my nephew Sam here with me, co-hosting with me tonight. How are you doing, Sam? Not too bad. How are you? I am good. So I know that this episode might be a little eclectic, so we're just going to throw it all in the cauldron and let it simmer. (laughs) But... Uh, in, in a lot of stupid research that I've been doing um, for different various things, I ran across something that I thought maybe you would have an opinion on. You may not. I don't know. One of the things that I was curious about is I've been seeing some things that there's a difference between witchcraft and mysticism, being a mystic. I didn't know there was a difference. I didn't even know there was a such thing as a mystic. Interesting. Have you, have you ever heard of this? Oh, yes. Okay, well, what is your opinion on that? My opinion on mysticism? Yeah. Most priests in most religions, especially the Abrahamic religions, uh, would be considered mystics. Okay, well, that makes sense. Because one of the definitions I found is a mystic is someone who seeks a direct experience of the divine or spiritual reality. Right, yeah. And it says that it could be achieved through meditation, prayer, uh, Christianity, Islamic Buddhism, etc. Yeah, if you go if if you go through and ask the uh, you know a hundred practicing preachers, you know why they do what they do or how they got into it, one of the things that they'll all tell you is we I wanted to get closer to God. Okay. I wanted to know more. I wanted to find that divine spark inside of me and nurture it, kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, the definition of mysticism fits that to a T. And see, and I, I guess I never put any thought to mysticism being something other than, than what it sounds. I, I never really thought about it, I guess, in that, in that way. And it being different than say, you know, witchcraft or, of course, Buddhism was part of the ones for mysticism, but right. um, but witchcraft and other things, I you know, other types of spiritual journeys, other types of paganism, I didn't think that there was a difference. Like, I didn't think that they were set on their own pedestals, well, but apparently they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the word mysticism has been uh, dragged through the mud, much like witchcraft has. Oh, okay, uh, I didn't know that. You, I mean, you if you if you were to tell most priests or preachers that they're mystics, you know, they make the cross at you and start doing holy stuff in your face. But, uh, and the reason that I think that is, is because again, they, well, for example, I I think probably the most, uh, known modern mysticism is probably Kabbalah. Oh, okay. The Jewish thing. That is where they, they are looking into the sacred numbers and the sacred geometry of the universe and trying to find their God in that. Okay. And so while they do practice a sort of craft, they're using that craft to, uh, 
to find those answers, those hidden meanings. I did a little bit of research uh, when you mentioned this the other day, because I wasn't up to date on uh, like the, the etymology of mysticism, where it comes from. But apparently the actual word comes from a Greek word that means I conceal. Okay, And then derivatives from that also have uh, meanings such as initiate and induct, um, introduce, make aware of, familiarize, train, give first experience of something. These are all ways that, uh, these are all offshoots of, the, of that Greek word that mysticism comes from. So, and the, uh, the Greeks with their uh, hero cults, like that's deep, deep mysticism, right? Right, yeah. I mean, they, you, would, you would have, I mean, they, outwardly there was, you know, the, the gods and the, uh, the shrines and the, the temples and the things that they built to the gods and their pantheon. But in the homes of the individual people, they would worship one of the heroes, Hercules or, you know, one of those type people. And they would have these little cults and they believed that they gained secret knowledge and that they knew secret knowledge by worshiping those things those people interesting to me that is the i'm not going to say the root of mysticism because i think the the hero worship of of greek the the ancient greek peoples probably came over from the uh um you know the babylonian area i don't i can't think of the name of it off the top of my head the cradle of civilization between the two rivers oh yeah they had a they had a lot of stuff like that they had like was the the very first written story about uh, uh, I can't even think of the king's name now, but the but that's kind of a that's the I think that's the root of the hero worship. But mysticism itself, I mean, you could like witchcraft, you could break it up into a hundred different categories if you want. Oh, absolutely! It's you know, uh, witchcraft is completely umbrellaed, especially these days. Yeah, absolutely. But I think if you wanted to put a uh, a stamp on it, you could say uh, searching for divine truth. Okay, so basically, you know, the the use of the divine to affect the external world type of shit? I don't think they're trying to affect anything. I think that might okay. be the biggest difference between mysticism and witchcraft, is they are not trying to affect anything except themselves. Okay, so they're just trying to they are do trying internal to, change. They are like, trying to prove the divine. Okay. See, and I I never knew that there was, like I said, I never knew there was like a difference and in this thing, and I was, I stumbled across this, this whole Reddit debate. <laughs> <laughs> I got sucked in. I'm telling you that damn Reddit will do it to me every time. Every time. <laughs> I got sucked into this whole thing and it was quite, um, it, it was enlightening in a way because it was something I did not realize that there were people out there called mystics and they're not anywhere close to say pagans or witches or Wiccans or anything. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, okay, that word with say witchcraft has always seemed like it's been interchangeable. And I had no clue that it was a thing. And so by researching it and diving deep into it, I thought, holy crap, this it's a, that's a melting pot on its own of shit <laughs> that you could just never know. <laughs> if you take the 
basic idea of mysticism, that searching for divine truth or divine proof, however you want to say it, and you mix it with the witchcraft idea of affecting the world around you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a very, very short step from I contacted the devil and he gave me powers. Okay, <laughs> I see what you're saying there. <laughs> That is a very, very, very thin little margin. So that, you, you you could almost say that like devil worshippers could be considered mystics. I mean, but they're trying to affect the world and they are, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I cannot even begin to tell you what goes on inside of a devil worshipper's mind because I don't, I don't have a good understanding of, of what they do. Anton LaVey, not one of my prime reading material guys. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I don't know but, much about devil worship either, to be honest. I, I find it humorous that, you know, I've been considered one. And in your own right, during the 80s of the satanic panic, you oh, probably yeah. were considered one too. Absolutely. <laughs> Listening um, to that devil music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, the, the person I think most uh, embodies the idealism of a mystic is probably Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley was... Now, again, I'm not making any claims about what this man did or did not do metaphysically. I'm just saying that he was a divine answer seeker. And he he believed that uh, meditation and uh, chemical intake and sexual release were all ways of reaching the divine. Interesting. I don't know much about Aleister Crowley uh, other than what I have heard on the, like when I say secondhand, I, I don't mean it literally, but other than what I've heard bits and pieces of is that he was a devil worshiper and that mm-hmm. most devil worshipers worship him. Well, uh, and, and that's again. something I've never really, I've never really looked into a lot of Aleister Crowley but when I did, what little I did, I could not make the connection of devil worship. But I didn't no. dive deep into him at all. No. But again, if you tell a you know Southern Baptist that you're a witch, they're going to call you a devil worshiper, and there's nothing you can say to change their mind. Absolutely. Yeah. The, yeah. Aleister Crowley suffers from the exact same negative press. <laughs> 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 it, it doesn't help that you know Ozzy Osbourne kind of <laughs> did his thing with Aleister oh, Crowley. <laughs> yeah, and and there's a, I mean, playing on a, everybody's uh, fears of shit. Right. <laughs> and I, I, and Crowley is one of those people who means something different to just about anyone who's ever spent any time looking into his life. Huh. You know what I mean? And the. The rumors about this guy are so sensational and so out of the box. And the things, I, I'm not even talking about the things that he claimed. I'm just talking about the things that other people claimed about him. You could write an encyclopedia on this man's existence and you'd have five or six volumes easy. It would be huge. You know what I mean? And it is a name I grew up with, not knowing exactly who he was my entire life and even in my childhood. That's crazy. And 90% of what was written in there would be completely bogus. 
and the other 10% would be completely unimaginably out of left field and all true. <laughs> this so man was an he was avid. he was just looking for the just his own version of divine or divinity. I I mean yeah, he was. Um one of his most famous things was uh him and don't quote me. I I'm so I'm decades removed from my Aleister Crowley research. So I apologize if I'm I'm speaking in 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 broad strokes here. But him and one of the people that he one of the women in his life, I don't know if it was his wife or just someone he was with at the time, but they were in Egypt. And I guess there was a museum with a lot of the old uh, uh, carvings and things from the ancient Egyptian gods. Uh And he did a meditation prayer thing in that place and claimed to have heard one of those gods speaking to him or a God speaking to him. And he wrote an entire book. Wow. Based on what, what that God told him. And, uh, I think, I think they kind of put that into a, uh, a religious context (laughs) and he wrote several books and he, but you got to understand too, that this guy was a serious, serious drug user, like serious (laughs) drug user. Oh, okay. Like really, like like you know, Rolling Stones kind of drug user. Like he was, he was all about it. He was an he was an aristocrat. His family was uh, somewhere on the you know noble lines of of uh, English you know nobility. And being born when he was, I think his family still had some money and you know property and things. But he got really into the occult. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the ODO. I believe that's a German order of uh, of of the occult. No, like he, I, I don't think he, I have. He he joined them and he became one of their leaders for a while, and then he got kicked out, and then he joined something else, and he became <laughs> their leader, and he got kicked out. Like it was a constant, constant thing. And the biggest problem, and I on, again, this is kind of conjecture. It's kind of my opinion or my thought process is that. He probably got thrown out of these things because he was always inviting the other members' wives to his orgies. <laughs> that's that's pure speculation on my part. The guy was a character. He was an absolute character. But when you say the word mysticism, he is the first name that comes to mind because he, a lot of people will say he was a magic practitioner or he was a wizard or he was a devil worshiper. I think the man was just on a quest for his own divine truth and he was willing to do whatever it took. Like he, he felt that there was magic in an orgasm and he was, he was there trying to have as many of them as he could. He well, thought there was magic in drugs. So he took as many as he could. <laughs> they say, and it's always been an old saying, you know, you're having an orgasm is the closest to God you'll ever get. That is an old saying, so if he took it to heart, hell yeah. Try to have as many as you can. Maybe you will reach God eventually. <laughs> Maybe you'll, yeah, eventually. <laughs> but, I mean, if you, you'll ask, you can ask some people who know about him, and they'll tell you that he is the absolute king of debauchery. <laughs> and you ask other people, and they will tell you that he is the absolute ruler of spirituality. And you ask oh. other people, and they'll just say he was just a bored, rich guy just doing whatever he could do to fill his time. 
<laughs> well, you know, and, and that's, it, it's crazy because, you know, people get labels put on them all the time. And, right. you know, I, I've always heard him being associated with devil worship. I've, I've yeah. never like heard anything else, but I've never actually sought out any other, you know, truth. Now, as uh, you know, becoming older and more mature in life, did I actually think that the man was a devil worshiper? No, but I didn't know where the association was. So what little I did look into him, I could not find the tie-ins other than his meditation and, you know, trying to seek, you know, the, the certain spiritualities. I'm like, that doesn't make you a devil worshiper. Right. Fuck. I do that. (laughs) Like, I meditate, I light my candles, I manifest, and to people that don't know me or people who are in a certain mindset have called me a devil worshiper. So I can identify with the fact that I'm not a devil worshiper, and probably poor Aleister Crowley wasn't either. <laughs> but who knows? I mean the guy, he was a he was a seeker of knowledge. The man was just trying he like he outwardly he appeared to believe that there was something magical, mystical in this world or in this universe. And he believed that he could tap into it. Hmm. Whether or not he believed all the stuff he wrote down, I can't attest to that at all. I'm just, just based on what I know of him, the man was just looking for, he was a mystic. He was, I mean, he would, he would do all these things looking for that divine spark, wherever he thought it was, whether he thought it was inside of him or whether he thought it was, you know, just out there to grab. I don't I don't know, but that he is a mystic. So is that what mystics actually do is they just keep trying to find it just constantly well, searching again, it? Again, if you go back to like priests, they they lock into one thing. Like a, a if you go to, you know, any preacher here in the United States that's a Christian, their 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 mysticism is all based on the Abrahamic God and mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay. Like those those are the things that they focus on. People like Aleister Crowley don't care where the information or where the divine spark is or where it comes from. If it's that God, that's fine. That's the direction he'll go with it. If that doesn't lead anywhere, then he'll go someplace else. Just imagine, imagine someone becoming a, 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 a priest in, you know, every religion <laughs> right. like, grows up, becomes a Christian priest. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't see any God here in Christianity. I'm going to go to Judaism, goes to Judaism, gets it all down, becomes a rabbi. Nope. I don't see any God in this either. Heads over to Islam, does the same thing. Nope, it's not here either. It keeps going. <laughs> that is a, uh, that's more of the style of, uh, of Aleister Crowley than interesting. Than but they're both doing the same thing. They're just going about it different ways. Right. So why, I, I wonder why there's such a big debate between mysticism and witchcraft. Because I it, it, seem, read- it seems like witches want to just be like, it's almost like it's the witches that are trying to be like, no, we're not mystics where the average everyday people are saying, well, it's one and the same. And to me, I feel like I'm not searching for a certain God though. You know, I I'm pretty set that everything's fucking connected in this universe is very fucking um, all the same. (laughs) (laughs) The reason, the reason why I say divine and not God is because mysticism is, uh, again, it's looking for that divinity. Divinity doesn't have to be a god, an entity. right? 
it doesn't have to be a conscious entity or thing. It doesn't have right. to be a God or a deity. It just has to be that, uh, you know, that spark that kicked off the big bang or, you know, that, that, that underlying power, that, that dark energy that, you know, you can't read on a scope of any kind that binds the entire cosmos together. Like they're looking for those things. They're looking for the, you know, the sacred math that leads to creation, whether it be, you know, a springboard of chaos or a, uh, a, a thinking creature that uh, spawned all this in his mind or something along those lines. It, 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 they don't know what those answers are. They're looking for them. See, and that's that's where I'm. I I guess I find myself a little in the conundrum of things. Is I feel like that I'm always looking too. <laughs> but what are you looking for? That that's the real question. Is what are you looking for? Well, see, and that's just it. I don't know if I'm looking anymore. I I feel like I'm pretty set on my my little universe and world, and my connections to nature, and my connections to what I feel is the divine. I don't. So, I don't work with certain deities if i work with anything you know that would be in the in the realm of that it would be more ancestral work than anything shamanism yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> ancestor worship shamanism yep i i guess Which you're right a, yeah a whole other thing <laughs> it is a totally whole other thing <laughs> and some people do pronounce it shamanism and that that i don't know which one is accurate i've just always said shaman so that's the way i say it me too i've always wrong yeah so i i mean i think at one time i was searching because as as everybody knows you know the proverbial christian jesus and god was not it was not it (laughs) you know i i could not find a connection with that but i did find a connection with the idea that there's even all gods, I feel like, is is all pointing to one central thing. And what that thing is, is I'm not sure, but my mind is set on the connection of everything is is there. And I can't see it, but sometimes I can feel it. And I feel like I'm settled now. So I'm not having that urge to just like, witchcraft isn't doing it for me. I'm going to be a Buddhist. <laughs> so (laughs) i guess that that's just where i'm at where i'm not you know jumping ship and bandwagon jumping (laughs) Uh, not everyone can be as adhd as crowley let's just (laughs) right (laughs) but i guess my whole thing was is i didn't understand the debate i mean i and i i went from reddit to there's TikToks on it. People arguing on TikTok about, you know, mysticism versus witch, witchcraft. And I'm like, why is it a competition? Why, why can't people just be? And people respect who they be because I don't understand it. But I didn't know that. I didn't know they stood alone from other. In, in my mind, they really do stand alone. I believe that a witch can be a mystic. Okay. I I think I think that that is a the a, a path to knowledge that a witch can take, right? Okay. I can see that. Um, I imagine many mystics have attempted 
witchcraft that they've come across right. to see what kind of results they can get. They've used the scientific method. I, I held up the air quotes for anybody who can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> they use the scientific method to see if they can figure out what's what's with all this witchcraft stuff. And that would be a, a I don't think a mystic would call themselves a witch. I think if a mystic got to the point where they found that witchcraft works for them, they stop becoming a mystic and they become a witch. But if a witch is still looking for more truth than what they have uh, already, you know, uh, acquired, and they are looking to the deifics or the divinities or whatever you want to call those powers, that that's a, that's a mysticism journey there, right? Okay. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I, and I don't, I don't look at it. Like I said, there there are some people that I've come across as far as reading and debating, uh, you know, what pretty much watching shit play out online of people I don't know, but it it almost seems like that there is, it's almost a a thing where some people are like, no, you have to be one or the other. And yeah, like, no, Mm. You again, you any anytime you run across a person who is everything is black and white, uh, you have to be instantly skeptical of whatever it is they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I feel that way. I feel that in my soul right there. We we live in this world every day. If you don't see the shades of gray, then you need glasses because it's right in front of your face. Exactly. I agree with that 100% because. I have come, I mean, and I, I came to it early in life that everybody has their own walk. Yeah. And they they can they can walk it and be right. <laughs> and I can walk mine and be just as equally right. <laughs> it's okay. You know, it, and I, I've never understood that mentality in people where it's, you know, one way or no way. And I think that that's what turned me off to a lot of other things in life was I'm just not that person. I, I mean, yeah, sometimes I have the attitude of it's my way or the highway, but that's different. <laughs> Look, a great I feel person like if you're going to wants- step in my world, fuck it. It's my way. <laughs> yeah. A great person once said it's all relative. And while he was not speaking about the things that we're speaking about, I still think it applies. It, yes, it absolutely applies. It does. It is all relative. <laughs> Mysticism and witchcraft, can they overlap? Absolutely. Can shamanism like overlap do. with those two? Absolutely. Yeah. And I can see where people with not a open mind can stand back and say that shamanism and witchcraft is the same thing. And oh, yeah. it's not. And it's not. Yeah. It's not, it's, you know, to me, it's a craft of their own and, (laughs) and I'm using craft very loosely in that sense, but I can see the differences in a lot of things. And, you know, in the past four years of tiptoeing out of that broom closet and pretty much getting way deeper than I've ever been before in the earlier tiptoes out of the broom closet in my life, I can see the difference. And what's weird is to me on the witchcraft front is I always grew up with the witchcraft from the 60s, that kind of mindset and era. And today I'm sometimes I'm find myself a little confused because I'm like, where did that come from? 
like, <laughs> where'd you get that idea? <laughs> and I find myself kind of, you know, falling back into my own words where I'm like, you're not doing it wrong. You know, I, I, I feel like that I just go with what I feel is right. And that's, that's where I'm, that's where I sit is where I feel it's right. But you get people that um, want to put labels on everything. And yep. I don't know if I agree with those labels all the time. <laughs> well, again, hard labels are very, uh, they're very hard to enforce. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, you have to have, you have to have a very narrow view to maintain those. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you want to say that, witchcraft is this and it's only this and it can't be anything else you've you've skewered your vision down to a pinpoint that you and if you can't see beyond it then there may not be any help for you right i I would hope i would hope that people who are that close to being open-minded would be willing to you know broaden their view and say you know this this stuff that these other people are doing isn't wrong it's just the what they're doing and the way they do it yeah, there may be some benefit for me to to learn what they're doing, and I may learn it and and find that it doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't make it wrong; it just makes it wrong for you. I feel like that everything today, and and it might have always been this way, and just me being, you know, in in the last thirty years exposed to the internet, <laughs> yeah. realizing that it's probably always been this way, but. Everything seems like it's umbrella. Even mysticism seems like it's umbrella because they break it down like, oh, well, you know, you're a Buddhist or you're a Christian or you're a Muslim and you're mystic or you're a kitchen witch or you're a hearth witch or you're a green witch. It's like, do we all need genres of shit? (laughs) And see, to me, those are humorous labels and I love them. I absolutely (laughs) love them. Hearing, hearing my. Uh, independent Baptist hardcore Christian mother call herself a kitchen witch just tickles my funny bone to no end. Does yeah, she? Did you not see that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go digging for it right now. Um, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't... I'm really surprised because your mom is like really kind of that Baptist lady. <laughs> Several weeks ago, a couple months ago, I posted something on Facebook for our family and friends that said, where's my witches at? And it had a list of all these different, and they were just silly names, kitchen, witch, and all those things. Like we were just talking about. It was, it was just being yeah. silly. It was a lead up to Halloween. I thought it was funny. And, uh, my mom was the first one to post on there. It's like, I'm a little kitchen, witch, and I'm a little, this one. And da 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 da. And I was like, I read that. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this is, this is hilarious. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Which is what's funny is that little meme that you posted uh, when I when I was trying to figure out a good title for this podcast. Um, you said I gave you one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I I had to think about it for a minute, you know, and I was a little confused because I was like, what what did he say? Like I'm going through this rolodex of all of our fucking conversations. Well, you would. 
you had posted on there and my mom had posted on there and somebody else did too. Yeah, because I posted I'm an eclectic witch, there, which yeah, was exactly. not fucking on your list there, but it covers right. them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll throw any kind of fucking magic at it. <laughs> but when you had brought that to my attention, I was like, holy shit, there's that's he's right. He gave me the name to my fucking podcast. <laughs> Where's my witch is that? Because I swear, sometimes I don't know. Where are y'all at? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you're all, you're all on TikTok making cute little things. I, I, I need the down and dirty witches, damn it. <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday when you asked if I would co-host this one with you. I'm probably the least qualified person to be on this podcast. No, but you do offer an opposition of opinion that I think is is good. Well, that's what I was going to say is that uh, I, I may have even said it in the first one that, that I was on is that I may not believe in any of this stuff. But when they write down the list of people who want this stuff to be true, I will be at the top of it. I want it to be true. I yeah. just have no... I have you're no not a you're not against witchcraft at absolutely all. Absolutely not. I'm not against witchcraft. I'm not against mysticism. I think shamanism is outstanding. I would love for that to be real. Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to be able to just meditate for a few minutes, materialize my dad in this living room, and ask him how to make that stupid chord he did in that stupid song that he wrote all those years ago because I can't figure it out. <laughs> Well, when you do, call your grandpa, my dad, because I got some questions, too. Some questions. I've been trying to conjure that man for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm... He comes to me in dreams, though, with a vague shit that I didn't ask him about that I have to figure out for a month. <laughs> Has nothing to do with what I asked him about in my circle of love there that I created. <laughs> <laughs> always in riddles that man <laughs> but yeah if i if i come across some kind of occultish metaphysical thing that i can reproduce you you can absolutely bet that i will be on here probably the very next week talking you about know, my experience you and i have always been somewhat close often on our entire lives and when i say off and on we've never not been close but our lives have taken different paths and we've had distance between us, but we always come back to the same point. Yes. But at the same time, there in in our lives for up to a certain point, we didn't talk about certain things. It's just not that we were scared to talk about them. It's just the subjects never came up. Right. And it wasn't long ago that you asked the question because I think you were going to say something that could have been possibly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. I say a lot yeah. of offensive things. Yeah. So it's almost like you were just trying to feel the room out and you asked if I was religious and I started just stumbling over everything going, Oh my God, what do I say? Oh no. <laughs> Cause Here it comes. I've never known you to be a Bible thumper ever. <laughs> and I've never known you to be a Christian. One, one of my favorite people's about to reveal themselves as a God botherer, and I don't know how to react. <laughs> right. And I didn't know how to react. And I, I was stumbling over my own words and I I think I said three things that came out of my mouth. And you're like, okay, so you're pagan, so I can move on, and I'm not going to offend you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think I knew then that you weren't going to judge me for any fucking thing from that moment out mm -mm. on any crazy shit that I come up with. 
Not like I could, you could ask me, well, what'd you do today? Oh, I did some witchy shit. And you'd be like, okay, fair enough. Cool. (laughs) You know, but in before I would have been, I wouldn't have said that, you know, if I, cause I still didn't know if you were, you know, going to be like, oh, you're going to hell. (laughs) Even though I know those words wouldn't come out of your mouth in a serious sense, but I didn't know where your mindset would be. And that's weird because I consider you out of my family, one of the closest I've, you know, that I have. And it's weird that I was even like shy around (laughs) you on these things. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. Mm. I mean, maybe, maybe it's deep down. He'll start a prayer circle for me. (laughs) I don't know what to do about it, (laughs) but I think that that's when I learned that you're not like, you're not against any of this at all. You know, you, you know, you, you kind of, you're like one of those people that it's like, okay, yeah, I'll be like the supportive person, whether I believe or not. I'm against indoctrination. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe that children should be exposed to as many philosophies as possible. Yeah. To make their, up their mind. During their formative years. Yeah. You know, if, I they, might... if they come out of that as a diehard Christian, I, I can't complain. I don't have an argument against it. I don't. Yeah, because they they made the choice. I did that with my kids is I did not offer an opinion either way. They knew that I just didn't like church, Um, but I would be willing to go if they wanted me to. You know, I I never, never downed on church in front of them. But my son did ask me not long ago, you know, he said, where, where was all this witchy shit when I was growing up? (laughs) And I said, you need to understand I could not just come out and say this back when you were a kid. I, I, the the things that were said to me when my children were little, they threatened me with my children Yep. for devil worship. And we live in a place where they could use that against you in a court of law and win. Absolutely. But my son didn't, doesn't, you know, he's 20, 23 years old and he doesn't understand that. And I said, if you think about this, and I said, and I want you to think about this very closely you came up to me in a very protesting peacock feathers, all full colors, chest bowed out, demanding almost mindset one day and said, I am writing a book of shadows. I will have an altar in my room. I might light <laughs> candles and incense. And I need to know if you're going to have a problem with it. And he was probably about 16 when he did that. Nice. And I said, if you would remember correctly, I was like, I did not even blink an eye. And I said, okay. I say, and he was like, well, yeah. And he just paused. And I was like, yeah. Do you think that there was a reason why I didn't put up a fuss? Do you think that there's a reason that that very Christmas I bought you your own genuine leather book with crystals and all kinds of stuff in it with blank paint, you know, papyrus style paper. So you could write your little grimoire. I was like, did you not actually put two and two together that mom might be a little on the witchy side? (laughs) And he was like, but you never showed it. He said, you never went to church. He was like, and you never showed anything else. I said, Brandon, there's a lot of places in my house, especially in my bedroom. You weren't allowed to be in. (laughs) You don't think I went in my closet, like literally praying to my crystals. I might have been. dude. I was like, but he'll never understand. And I'm glad. He'll never understand that fear that that was bestowed on me right. to be out in the open with things. And now that they are grown, I don't have to worry about people threatening me with my children. What are they going to threaten me with now? Nothing. Nothing. 
They're grown. They're doing their own thing. Mom's pretty much been a fucking witch your whole lives. <laughs> well, and my my superstitions didn't scream red flags to you. <laughs> and and now there are resources. Like when you're when your kids were young, there were no resources. Uh-uh. Like right now, if you know, let's say you know, uh, someone is in your position and they have young children, and one of their family members, parents, whatever decides that they need to get the children out of that house because they're not going to church on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. as ridiculous as that. There are avenues for those people now. Yeah. There, there are secular groups who will send lawyers to defend you. Yeah. You didn't have that. I did not have that. Right. So when I had family members threatening my children against me, um, based on, and like I said in one of mine and Amber's episodes, I wasn't even as deep into it back then as I am now. Right. I might have had a a tiny book of some sort, a couple of candles. Bo might have had a couple of crystals in a dagger. <laughs> you know, we might have had some star and moon phase stuff. I totally was not. There was no spell jars. There was no incense. There was none of that shit in my house at that time because I was not actually doing active spells then. But I was teetering in that world and I was reading material and I was, you know, feeling that certain way. So even something that small and you got one of your aunts walk in and say, no, these children can't live in the house of Satan. Exactly. Yes. Over over a poster that had the sun with the face and a couple stars around it and Thor was on it or something or raw, you know, something, something to that effect. And a book that might've said something to the, you know, the, the spiritual journey of whatever, never even said Wicca. I mean, something as simple as that for them to threaten me with that and me be fearful enough to tuck it underneath the bed to take it all down because my children were more important right. than anything else. And it, it, it was a scary, it was a scary moment. It really did scare me. I was young. <laughs> I, I was 21, 22 years old. I barely was trying to make my way in life and I had two beautiful children. <laughs> and if anyone out want- there ever wants to know why I'm referred to as the angry atheist, it's because shit like this pisses me off to the point that I'm seeing red like it makes me so angry that I can hurt people. This yeah. is why I'm the angry atheist because people like that exist, and Sam has had to deal with them her entire life, and mm-hmm. I just want to smack the Christianity out of them. Right, <laughs> I'm with you. But you know, my my son, he thought that I was getting into all this witchcraft stuff because it was becoming popular today, and I'm like, dude, no, your mom has always been there. She just didn't show it. <laughs> you know, I, I did a really good job of hiding it. So when I did start coming out of the closet, you know, just everything, bottles everywhere going, hey, guess what I am? It really did kind of, I think, shock some people where they're like, oh, crap. Where did this come from? It's always been there. Yeah, It's always been there. I just have really seriously, like 2019, decided I'm not hiding it anymore. I don't care. And I'm glad I don't care. But trying to explain that to somebody 
And they're like, oh, well, you could have done it back then. No, I couldn't. It was not like you think. I legitimately had people threatening me. So it wasn't as easy as people might think it is. And I think that people that are younger, I think people our age understand that, but people that are way younger that are my children's age don't understand that. It's difficult to wrap your brain around. If you you grew up in the age of the internet, it is very, very difficult to understand what life was like before the internet. It's very difficult. Yeah, it it is. And... uh, I I felt like, you know, I, I had to have that question with, you know, my kids' dad at the time. You know, I was like, what do we do? And he's like, well, we just wrap it up in a box and put it away. And that's, he was speaking on the literal sense. And that's what we did. We just put it in a box, old so cardboard box. You, you have experienced firsthand what it m- might have felt like growing up in the Puritan societies with like the Witchfinder General or yeah. Salem. Like, that's oh, yeah. scary, scary stuff. It is. They may not have and burned you at the stake, but they've no. done bad things to you. Yeah. I I mean, and at that time, you know, in the 80s, and I didn't have my kids in the 80s, but I did grow up, you know, in the 80s and 90s. I remember the late 80s of people getting their children taken away for being accused of devil worship or witchcraft. People were coming in, taking people's children away. So so I remember seeing these things on the news. So when I was threatened with this in, you know, 2001 and 2002, yes, I was fucking scared. And people may not be terrified. It it may be, again, it may be very, very difficult to understand. But in the 80s, if you called Child Protective Services in our state and told them that... uh, there was, you know, witchcraft, dev- devil worship, anti-Christian stuff going on in somebody's house. They would absolutely come and take your children away from you. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And then they would put you up in front of a judge who was in church every Sunday, and he'd agree with them, and it would happen. It th- There would have been no way out for me. And I feel like that if I was a drug addict, I'd have had a better chance of getting my kids back yep. under those circumstances. Yep. Because there's no rehab for being a witch or a devil worshiper. Right. <laughs> there's not a 12-step fucking program <laughs> other yep. than I've I've gone to church for the last 12 Sundays. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good girl now. When I, <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, we had a, uh, a, a fairly large group of people who played Dungeons & Dragons together. And one of the older members when he found out that I started playing D&D in Oklahoma in the early 80s and mid-80s, he said, how did you get away with that in Oklahoma? <laughs> I can't even imagine. He's like, how did, you, how did that happen? I was like, because my dad told them that they were all stupid and it was just a game. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just a game, but <clears throat> hardcore people in that mindset don't see that they they oh, don't, they don't see it. it we saw it firsthand we lived in an apartment complex and beside our apartment complex was this big open there was a big field between our apartment complex and a uh, a grocery store and a showbiz pizza and a waterbed store and a toy store i think too anyway there was this huge field and we used to play in that field all the time one night um though i i me and this friend of mine uh, we we would share records, 
and he had a stack of ACDC records, Queen records, Kiss records. He had all the best stuff. <laughs> it's and, always nice to have those friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I had one of his ACDC records in my house, and he showed up right after dark, knocked on the door. You got to understand, we're like 10, 9, 10 years old. Like we were young, maybe even younger than that. And he knocked on the door, and uh, it was after I'd gone to bed. But my dad answered the door, and this kid handed my dad a stack of rock and roll records and said, uh, can Sammy keep these? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And he goes, why? Why? What's wrong with them? He goes, my mom wants to burn them. Oh, no. So my dad took the records, and then the next day, he took me out into that field where his mom and her church group took all their kids' records and books and anything they thought was not Jesus-related and burned it in that field. It was just a big ash pit. That is unreal to me. That happened. That was probably 1983, 84. That is unreal. Just to, to, the idea of it is asinine. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> the, the stupid part of that story is that three months later, his mom got sick of that church and left it. And then he came and got his records back. <laughs> well, there was her mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she came home from, she came home one day and was like, this church is BS. We're leaving. And then, you know, then, then Jeremy's like, so does that mean I can listen to my music again? She goes, yeah, you can listen to your music. And then he, oh, came, and got his, he came and got his records. Now, not, I mean, to absolutely quote my sister here, that's a lukewarm Christian. <laughs> <laughs> The funniest part, like a hundred percent Native American, all all three of them, the mom and the two boys, hundred percent Native American. I don't, I could not tell you what tribe, but uh, yeah, I, I I was surprised that she, it, looking back on it, I'm surprised she was Christian at all. I, I'm right. I'm so surprised at the number of people who cr people have used Christianity against their cultures for centuries, and yeah. yet they embrace it somehow. I don't I don't know how it's possible. I, I don't either. It, there's got to be, you know, and it, what kills me is, you know, growing up the way I grew up with the people I grew up with and then getting older and meeting other Christians from different Christian backgrounds. It made me realize that not all Christians are created the same. They're they're not all the same. And I've said this before that I know a lot of Christian people who do not think the way that my family thought. So right. I, I I appreciate you know, the differences in things. So I don't, I, when somebody says, Oh, well, I'm Christian. I don't automatically say, um, go away. <laughs> I can't with you right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> because my family was so fucking extreme. Yeah. And fundamentalist. I, yes. It, it, in a sense. Yes, they were, they, they don't, they wouldn't admit that, but yeah. Yeah. They, they were, they're not, their, their mindset is still the same today, but they're milder. They're a little bit more calmer. I mean, I have had my phone call since this podcast has come out and everybody in my family seems to know it's like wildfire, any little spark, it's going to go up in flames it, with, with, it's like playing telephone. I have had my phone calls, but they're not to the extreme that they were when I had a poster on the wall and a book. <laughs> when you were a child. Well, even as an adult, 22 years old. That's you know, they were 22 years well, old as a child. Technically it is. <laughs> legally it's not. But, you know, still married, got kids. 
and they bust through my door with their holy water, so to speak, and or rebuking things. And that literally happened to me twice in my adulthood, young adulthood with them. And they wonder why I don't invite them over. <laughs> Are you kidding? You went nuts over a poster and a dagger and maybe a Merlin statue, little bitty gnome size. <laughs> And if you walk in my fucking house now, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> your skin will burn. <laughs> it's way more witchy now. <laughs> it started with a wall. It is spread through the fucking house. <laughs> I got shit everywhere. <laughs> at, at, at my dad's funeral, we were bringing the stuff into the church and I brought something up. And uh, somebody took it out of my hands, and I walked back to the car, and I got some more. And so when I came back, I was walking right next to Mom. And she stopped and let me walk in and get about 10 steps ahead before she walked in. And I kind of looked back, and she goes, just in case some lightning comes, I don't want to be near you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've earned my church badge. I can just walk into any church. I'll be fine. You know, that Baptist mentality, once saved, always saved. I I could do that. I could use that. I've been drugged to that altar enough. I earned it. (laughs) I've never been baptized. Really? Can you believe that? In this family? I know. How the hell did you get out of that? That's a point of pride. I love it. I think you're the only fucking one in this family that has never been forced to be baptized. Me too. Wow. I've been baptized twice. Once against my will, and I say against my will because I was 12 and I did not understand what was going on. Yep. And it was after dad died. And dad was adamant that I was not going to be baptized until I understood what it meant. Right. 12 wasn't it. And it was after he had passed away. So I was almost 13 when it, when I was baptized. So I, and I got baptized again on my own when I was trying to give Christianity a second chance. I'm like, I'll, I'm, I'm going to try this. It's, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> and I did it on my own terms and on my own time. So I only count it once. 12 didn't count. They drowned me. <laughs> I was told, I, it, was, it was at the Baptist church. I was told at, at that little youth group, because I was attending church there. And I was literally told, we were all told, you are all at the age of understanding. You need to be baptized. If not, you're going to hell. We did not have a choice. Did not have a choice. I remember telling mom, I was like, mom, I don't want to be baptized. And they, and mom was, my mom was like, well, then you don't have to be baptized. Well, so when I said at 12 years old, I do not really want to be baptized. They told me that if I don't get baptized, I'm not a member of the church. And by not being a member of church, I could not attend the youth group stuff anymore. And I had so much fun there. So I was literally forced to be baptized. I had to wear the white gown. I had to do it all. I had to step in front of everybody. They gave you a certificate. It was disgusting looking back on it. So my second run at baptism, it was like on my own terms, my decision, did it my way. No big deal. But I just cannot believe in this family of who our families are that you came out unscathed. Unscathed. I, that is mind blowing. Mamaw said that uh, baptism is completely pointless unless you are prepared for it and want it. Exactly. 
Exactly. There's no forcing someone to become baptized. Like, yeah, baptizing someone against their will is just putting their head underwater. It makes it doesn't affect anything. My my kids attended the Cowboy Church. Um, the preacher being the great guy, grew up, you know, with their dad. Um, not one of those brimstone preachers. My kids decided that they wanted to be baptized. It was their decision. They they went up and asked him if they could be baptized, and. He said, I will be more than happy to baptize you. He said, but I would love to have a conversation with your mom. (laughs) So I would argue that them doing that was mysticism. Really? Were they not seeking a divine? Yeah, I guess they would. Yeah. Were they not looking for it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it was their idea. They kind of felt it and they're like, maybe, maybe if I take that next step, the answers will be presented to me. Maybe I'll see, maybe I'll understand more. I have full respect for that. Yeah. They were 13 and 14 years old. So when they went to him to ask him that, the, and they said, well, we want to be baptized. You know, he said, I'd like to have a conversation with your mom. So, you know, he invited me out for dinner, which wasn't an odd thing to do. Mm. Um, so I went out and he was like, Hey, he goes, Sam, he goes, the kids came up and approached me and said they wanted to be baptized. He said, but I wanted to have a conversation with you about it. He said, because if you are opposed to it at their age right now, he said, then this is is not a a thing. And I'm like, no, if they approached you about it, I'm fine with them being baptized. If that's what they want, you know, this is their choice. Right. They got baptized in a pond. They, um, there was a few other people, adults and whatever that were kind of wanting to be baptized too. But I'm glad that my children had their choice in it. Right. And that was their choice choice and i respected the pastor at the time which good friend or not i think that he would have been that way with anybody actually consulted me on my opinion for my children well sam our hour is up oh i know i'm happy though i'm happy that you you did this with me tonight all right guys i do thank you for listening i appreciate all the emails and inquiries that i am getting um i am going to kind of let them pile up a little bit so i can take a wednesday episode and read them i know that my post did not post like it was supposed to this last wednesday but i'm going to start doing the wednesday podcast twice a month instead of every week seems to be a little much every week But I do appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Where's My Witches At Podcast. You can like the page, the Facebook page, Where's My Witches At. You can find me on Facebook as Samantha G and friend me. Be sure to like, follow, and listen every day. And grab your brooms, grab your cauldrons, and do something witchy. 